Ivy Streets. Hello. So what is it that you do for I, people that don't know? Yeah. Uh, I take photos of UCSB and Isla Vista. So basically everything ranging from street photography to parties to portraits to UCSB clubs. Basically, I through my camera, I'm taking a comprehensive look of the entire student life of Isla Vista and UCSB. And I share it on Instagram. Nice. And what kicked off this like uh, interest in doing that? Ooh, a lot of things. So I started with photojournalism in photography. Well, if we go all the way back, um, I picked up a camera from my stepmom. It was a, a little Nikon D3500, like a little crop sensor camera. And I uh, just went out to Mammoth one summer and started taking photos. Didn't really do much after that. And then uh, in 2018, I took a class in photography at Santa Barbara City College, where I was studying at the time. And from there, that kind of sparked my interest. And then I took photojournalism, and that's where I really started getting into um, the human subject as kind of my main focus of photography. Um because at that point I didn't really have a focus. So um, I got into that and then through an assignment that I actually had for class, it was doing taking photos of shadows. And I was like, oh, UCSB has these really big buildings. Like it could create these really cool lines. And I just fell in love with the architecture of the campus and came to realize that the student life was just so vibrant that it needed to have something to capture it in its full like extent of its glory and everything going on. So, yeah. Nice. And currently you're not in school, right? Yeah, currently. So I dropped out last year. I was uh, supposed to go to UCLA for music composition. So like big, big changes happened in my life that led me to where I am right now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not currently uh, taking any classes. I'm just kind of on my own, doing my own thing. But yet, like you're, you're doing so much, you know, you're doing more than someone if like, let's say someone graduates, right. Then they go out looking for jobs. Like yeah. you seem to have like a big following. You seem to be doing stuff like you're young. Like how does that feel? Feels great. I mean, I think that the reason why I dropped out of college wasn't really because I felt like I didn't want to do anything. It was more so because I felt like the system that I was kind of contained within wasn't allowing me to fully spread my wings in the directions that I wanted to go. So it's it's felt really great. I mean, at first, obviously, there was a lot of uh, kickback from my family and from, you know, people who knew me and who were like, why are you, you know, giving up this opportunity to go to UCLA? Because I basically had like a full ride scholarship to go there and study music composition. Like they really wanted me there and it, my heart wasn't in it. Um, 
So, but it's it's been great, and I I wouldn't take it back for anything. I don't have any regrets. Yeah. So you mentioned music composition at, at Santa Barbara City College, correct? Yeah. And you were taking um, a like photography fl- uh, class, correct, uh, at Santa Barbara City College? Yeah. So uh, I studied there with uh, Chantal Sanders, um, and he was like the first. Uh, t- a teacher that I had for photography. So I went through his sequence of a couple classes. Um, and then I went with the channels, which is like the photojournalism department. And from there, I kind of just, I also took a class in photojournalism and uh, that's where I kind of branched off. Um, so I, I was still a music composition major or at SBCC, it's basically just a music major because you can't really specialize. But I was still a music major while I was taking photography. So it's not like I just switched instantly, mm. but I did kind of ease my way into it. And mm. I think I fell in love with it that way. Yeah. Did you learn most of your stuff there? Or is that something you learn outside of school? Like photography wise? Yeah. Um, I'd say that it contributed a great deal to my understanding of the fundamentals of exposure and composition and the history of photography, how to analyze a photo, how to, you know, critique, give feedback, all of that stuff, how to use Lightroom, all these things. So it definitely built the foundation for, you know, what allowed me to be creative with a camera because, you know, being a photographer is more than just you know, having an idea and instantly being able to create it, you have to know how to manipulate the camera and know how to get the right angle and know how to edit it properly to convey that vision. So it definitely helped. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything specifically you look for when you take pictures? Specifically, let's say like in front of the library where like those are like super, you know, famous in in like IV and UTSB. Yeah. Oh, like the the fashion photos? (laughs) Okay. Uh, So there's like a few things that I look for in what I would consider to be a good photo. And keep in mind, I take probably most of the times I go out over a thousand photos. Uh, You know, there there are bursts. So like I'll hold down the shutter. It'll go just because, you know, um, and I'll explain why. But so the first thing that I look for in a fashion photo is lighting. So is the person backlit? Are they lit from the side? Or, you know, is the light directly on them? Because that kind of informs the overall feel of the photo. Uh, Second thing is their expression. So I've been getting a lot better at just making sure that I share photos of people looking their best, or at least from what I understand, you know, them looking in their element or appearing to be happy or at least neutral. So I try to avoid photos of people like, you know, making a weird face or sneezing or like eating food, you know, just like really unflattering stuff. Um, The next thing I look for is obviously their outfit. So what are they wearing? What, you know, what are the colors in their outfit? You know, is it really well put together? Is this person obviously, you know, really giving some effort into their fashion? Um, And then other than that, it also comes down to, well, the Arbor less so it's like composition because it's kind of, they all look the same, all the photos look the same, but um, I will hold down the shutter, you know, like I just said, it it takes a few photos and I look for photos where people are kind of in their most powerful stride or in the most like compositionally pleasing strides. Typically that's like when their front foot is down and their back foot is just starting to come up. Um, or either that, or they're like in full stride, depending on like what, what their walk says. Cause everyone has like a slightly different walk. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And how do you think of the, I, mean, I know you like, you posted on Instagram on your story and stuff of like the ideas of what to, the themes, right? Yeah. How do you come up with that? And like, when you see it, like, does that make you feel like, you know, like that's because of me, like I'm inspiring people to dress a uh-huh. certain way. Um, I don't really see it that way. Mm-hmm. Like I sort of see the, the theme Thursdays as a community, more of a community thing. And I'm just the one facilitating it. If that makes any sense. Oh, like, yeah. I don't see it as like, oh, look at all these people dressing up for me. Yeah. It's more so like, because the account isn't just myself. The fact is, you know, a lot of people in Isla Vista do follow the account and do like to see their friends or themselves on the page. So it's sort of just like they're dressing up for a theme for basically everyone who follows the account. Um, how I come up with them, a lot of the times uh, it's suggestions. So I'll put out like a suggestion box and uh, people can put in whatever they think would be a good theme and from there I generally you know there's like 20 to 30 suggestions in one box let's say and I have to be the one that picks two to put up against each other so that is kind of where my bias comes in but I generally try to put two two against each other that I feel like would be reasonable enough for most people to be able to present an outfit for it's like some fashion trends are a lot more um out there i guess you could say harder to replicate for most people so yeah Yeah. and the reason you do even do the thing is like to have like a sense of community with yeah yeah it's like spirit days you know like in you know high school and that kind of thing where you see everyone or not everyone but like a portion of people that are being unified through a certain like theme or fashion idea so right on is there has there been a time where like someone's like can you not take a picture of me oh sure yeah lots of times yeah especially when i was first starting out because i think people were a bit um what's the word they they just didn't really know my intentions Mm. and um i've had yeah numerous people uh not only come up to me as I'm taking the photos, but after I post them, you know, just telling me to remove them. Whoa. So, and legally it's okay for you to do that or like yeah. to, cause they're in public yeah, university. So, yeah, exactly. So there, there's no real reasonable expectation of privacy in a public space like that. Um, there would be issues if I say took the photo and tried to sell it or if I tried to use their likeness for some sort of advertisement or that kind of thing. But if it's just purely, you know, taking a photo and sharing it for art, you know, it's, I haven't had any legal problems with that. I'm, you know, I've, I did my research, um, specifically around UCSB as well. And it's, it's totally chill. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, at what point did you feel like people were kind of appreciating your presence and like happy that you were there? Um, I'd say like after I started doing more of the party stuff, I think that that was the gateway to people kind of understanding the intention more, sort of the celebratory nature. And also it took me some time to really refine and understand how people want to be seen. Um, because a lot of what social media is, is like a highlight reel, you know, people want to be seen in their best light. So I think at first I was more in my head about, oh, this is a cool outfit. Who cares if, you know, they're like closing their eyes or who cares if they like, aren't, you know, just kind of have like a resting face that doesn't really, it's not super flattering. Right. So I think once I started to fine tune that, I don't, I couldn't really tell you a specific time cause it's kind of like 
it, over time it's been grading in that direction but yeah i would yeah. say it happened like so organically like i just like was looking at your profile i'm like whoa yeah. like, this the growth was so organic and like the love was so organic yeah yeah definitely like you if you look back at the first few posts on the account you can see kind of not only my photography skills uh, developing throughout, but also the brand and the vision of Ivy Streets kind of developing. Um, because at first I was just trying a lot of things out and I was experimenting with different ways of portraying different, you know, scenarios. Um, and it's, it's kind of gotten to a point where I more or less understand what the idea of it is. Um, you know, every once in a while I'll miss, you know, and correct myself, but that's just being human. Yeah. You have a great like perspective of all that. You like want to be respectful, but still be able to like share the things, um, that are happening in the community. So that's a super cool perspective that you have. You're so respectful. Um, and moving on to like, like IV, like how yeah. does, where does that play in? Just like Isla Vista as opposed to UCSB. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't have one without the other, right? Yeah. So Isla Vista is kind of a, a freer extension of what occurs on UCSB campus. So uh, that's obviously where all the parties happen, um, other events. Like, you know, recently there's like a costume contest at one of the parks in, on campus or not on campus, off campus. Um, there's like a lot of stuff that's happening there. Um, so... I'd say Isla Vista comes in. I mean, it's obvious, Ivy Streets, right? So uh, it, it comes in in the sense that that's where the student body is kind of gathering yeah. when they're not at school. And I feel like it deserves to be represented and also is just a really cool and diverse place. Like when you get down to it and you look around, there's just so many different ways to live there and so many different walks of life and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, what are your some of the, your favorite like photos that you took in so far? Uh, in Isla Vista or just overall, like you see either or, yeah, and also like slash video. Yeah, um, I have this really cool photo that I like of a police officer pouring out a bottle of I think it's like tequila or something. Yeah, I don't know I saw some that. some sort of alcohol, like hard alcohol, and that was like a really funny moment because I was on Deltopia and I see that you know the guy obviously has like an open container and it's like okay, well, you know normally a cop would like cite you for that, give you a ticket, right? But this guy's the cop was pretty chill, and he basically just said, "I can either write you a ticket or I can pour this all out in the ground right now." And he just, you know, poured it all out. And I was like, I love that I'm in public. I can just take a photo of this police officer doing this. Cause you know, like there's, there's so much coverage going all around Deltopia. These police officers are obviously being watched and being photographed and being videoed. So that was a really cool moment. Um, I mean, other than that, I have this other really cool photo of a guy doing a backflip at the Sandlot. Um, it was a really, really cool photo. I was super stoked to get it. Cause it was like off. They used to have this like, um, like almost looks like a lifeguard tower. I don't know how you put it, but it's just like a big, big chair. And he flipped off of that. Yeah. Like the volleyball or no, no, the tennis one, you know? You yeah. Know. <laughs> it's, it's kind of that idea where, where, uh, it's just like a really tall chair that you have to climb up. But yeah, that, that was a really legendary photo. I mean, I could go on like, but those are two of my favorites. Yeah. A really cool one that you did recently was like the whole, um, the lightsaber one. That one oh, was sick. Yeah. Yeah, so 
that that photo was really cool um and it seems like people like it because the, the video has like two and a half million views yeah. right now um yeah that was that was a really fun like you know i just i went up to him and i saw the lightsabers like oh i know what i have to do uh because one of the the facets of photography that i actually explored a lot before i got into photojournalism is long exposure light painting photography so uh, that involves the basically the the same concepts that I applied when I was telling him what to do in that photo, uh, and you know it just happened to work out really well because it's nighttime and he had a lightsaber and you know it works pretty well that way when you have two things that come together like that. Yeah, that was awesome. When when you saw like that it reached that level that it was kind of outside of IV. I'm assuming there's not like a million to two million people in IV. Oh yeah, definitely not. W- w- how'd you feel about that? Um, I was pretty stoked. It's it's cool to see the reception of my work outside of Isla Vista uh, because I think at a certain point I realized that Ivy Streets uh, needed to spread its wings further uh, because I feel like I feel like Isla Vista and what happens around Isla Vista is way more relevant to just people in Isla Vista than you know what I expected to begin with because like it's such a unique place like a bunch of people in the comments are like what where are all these parties like how are these parties here like how do you how do you get in you know like where is this and it's just like it, it it was cool to give the exposure that i feel like isla vista deserves as a really unique place um and to get a really great reception um you know there's there's some negativity as well as what happens with any like really popular video there's going to be people that are really how so Oh, um, just specifically on the on the lightsaber video or like other ones? Just in general, maybe. Because like that, that, you saying that, I get it because it's the internet. But like, yeah. wow, like you're just like, you know, taking pictures of the community and like whatnot. Yeah. So I guess like, I mean, the, the recent explosion of the account basically happened like a little bit after Halloween. So it hasn't been too long and the account has just been exploding. Like it's been... I mean, several orders of magnitude more um, growth than what it was prior to that. Uh, So, you know, people who don't know Isla Vista streets and people who don't live in Isla Vista, a lot of what I'll see is like, oh, they didn't know this guy. Like they just, he just paused the video and told them to react this way. You know, like, cause uh, in the video, like I take the photo and the girl's like, oh my God, you're Ivy streets. And like that, that sort of reaction. Right. I mean, it's like on my side, I obviously know it's like a real reaction because I have a bit of a name in Isla Vista and people know my work, but to people outside, they're just like, oh, this guy's like paying actors. And yeah. I had a literal full video of like 21 people like recognize me at a party just like for funsies. Yeah. And the comments are like, oh, these are all actors and like that kind of thing. Yeah. I um, guess they just don't know because I think IV is like 90% students, yeah. right? Or like that go to UCSB or Santa Barbara City College or earn that age range. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, 10%, maybe little families. Yeah. I, I don't really know the breakdown of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, sounds sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> it's a college town. So yeah. 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 And then was that video of you going into parties and like, oh, like, uh, do you want me to shoot some photos for your party? Was that around Halloween too? Okay. So that was the actual Halloween weekend. So that was like, you know, before, cause on the, I guess not actual, but like Isla Vista's Halloween weekend. They like shut down for Halloween. Yeah. yeah, Like the actual Halloween weekend, obviously like everything is closed. (laughs) And then the weekend after everything is closed. Um, 
but uh, that was the the peak of the celebration. You know, when most people were out wearing costumes. Um, sorry, what was your question with that? Oh, I was just asking you like when that was, yeah. and I, I was going to ask you like how was that? Like in that video, like yeah. it's so cool. It feels like you're actually there. Yeah, uh, like the viewers actually. Yeah, there. yeah. So, well, that's just because I'm wearing like a body camera. Yeah. So I've got it's called an Insta 360 X2, yeah. and basically it's just you know body camera. But um, I mean, a lot of what went into that video because I had uh, two and a half, three hours of footage. Uh, that I had to edit down to 90 seconds. So a lot of it was trying to figure out what are the highlights of this? What tells the story? You know what I mean? Because a lot of what social media is, and especially with short form content, it's how do you keep people's attention on what you're doing? And a lot of that involves, you know, asking questions. Like the, the video starts off with how many parties can I get into in one night with my camera, right? So that's a question. And the viewer sees that and they're instantly hooked because now they're invested in this whole process. And if you look at the retention data for that particular video, it far exceeds the retention on any of my other videos because it has this aspect of, oh, how many parties is he going to get into? So I had to design the video around that idea. Um, so having some rejections in there, having, you know, acceptances, having fun moments at the parties, but balancing everything so that it feels like a narrative experience that doesn't drag on, you know what I mean? Like something that's a little bit snappy because yeah. it's short form. So that's poetic, bro. Thanks. Yeah. Like seeing it even at the end when it's like gets the checks and then like the X's. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. A little recap. Yeah. So behind the scenes, you just mentioned like you had to go through these like three hours of yeah. footage. What is the processing process of editing these pictures and photos like behind uh, videos behind the scenes? Yeah. Okay. Well, I start off with the photos um, because I want to make sure like part of what Ivy Streets is is giving back to the community through photos. So uh, photo editing is a lot quicker for me, and I can I can bang through a thousand photos and edit them down in probably about an hour just to get an album out. So I've gotten a lot better at that. Um, but after I release the photos and I put them on the album for people to download, then it's, you know, looking through the behind the scenes. And it's a it's a pretty grueling process. I mean, it's like reliving the same night, but from the, you know, standing in front of a computer or sitting in front of a computer screen. Uh, so the process basically is I'll start, you know, at the first video and um, I'll typically speed it up by two times until I see a moment that I'm like, oh, okay. Or I'll like remember in my mind, like if I took the video recently, like, oh yeah, this was the party that I got into. Um, I'll organize it as I go. So I'll start a new recording when I do the next thing. So part of it is just, you know, sorting through hours of video, but another part is organizing and making sure that I'm prepared to edit, uh, making sure that, you know, I don't just throw a bunch of useless video in. Like if I can stop recording while I'm walking between houses, then I'll do that. Um, but yeah, it's basically, it's just a long process. Yeah. Does that get fatiguing? Cause like, like you said, the reliving the night, like I usually have to listen to the podcast to make sure like everything's okay yeah. with like the audio and stuff. And it's sometimes it's just so hard to like hear my own voice over <laughs> yeah. and over again. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like at first it was, but then once I saw the reaction that people had from that kind of content, I think it overrode the the hesitancy and the kind of fatigue that would typically happen with a long project like mm. that. 
So when I sit down to do a video these days, I've been, you know, kind of doing it in one sitting, like, uh, the Halloween one, it was especially long. So I did that over the course of two days. Um, but I enjoy it. So it's, I think it's a little bit different from editing a podcast cause it's a bit, there's more visual to it. And, you know, with a podcast, it's more of like long form content. So you're more so, you know, g- going for, um, just making sure nothing's like clipping or doing weird stuff. But yeah, with the video, it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit more engaging, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And how does it feel like to be embraced by the community? I know we like kind of touched on it, but like, you know, I'm sure you get recognized all the time. You're carrying these like massive cameras yeah, with yeah. you. Yeah. It's pretty hard to miss. <laughs> uh, I mean, it feels great. There's, there's obviously mixed reactions, especially recently with the, the growth of the account. Um, but I think by and large, most people are pretty stoked about this account existing. I don't know. Like I get pretty good reactions at parties and, you know, if a few people will like message me and, you know, send somewhat nasty things or I don't know if you consider it nasty, but just kind of like accusatory comments about yeah. like my character or about, um, the account. And, uh, it's just kind of the nature of, you know, doing something that gets recognized yeah. is you're going to get both reactions, but overall it's been positive. Yeah, well, I hope they hear this because just like, I don't know you that well, but you're like the nicest dude, dude. Uh-huh. You have like the, the best intentions. You're just having fun. You know, you're just representing the community. So that's super rad. Thank you. Yeah, yeah heck yeah. Um, you Like in that video where you were like on Halloween, someone touched your camera. How does that make you feel? Oh, that was... That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> so it was so weird because like I, this was towards the end of the night and I'd gone to a few parties at that point. And the people at the front were like, yeah, like, come in. Like, cause normally like if people don't want photos, the people at the front will say like, no, you can't yeah. come in. And obviously I'm going to respect their desire to not have photos taken because that's everyone's right if they're having a party. Uh, but I went in there and I was actually, it's not in the video. I had to cut it out, but I was in there for all of about five minutes. Like, and a bunch of people at the party were stoked. You know, they were like, oh, it's Ivy Street, you know, take our photo. Right. So I was like, oh, this is a chill party. You know, it's like. And people want the photos. And then uh, I approach this guy and he kind of just gives me this weird eye contact. And the first thing he does is he puts his hand like directly onto the front of my lens. And that's just like, that's a you know, cardinal sin of, of you know, interacting with the photographer. You do not want to do, you could compromise their, their lens surface, the front element, you know, everything is very expensive. Um, but when that happened, the first thing I did was like, okay, I need to remain calm because I've had situations at parties, you know, sometimes the alcohol is flowing and people, certain people can get aggressive when they get drunk. And, um, I didn't want this to be a situation where things would escalate. So I'm not gonna, I didn't want to put any hands on him. I didn't want to escalate the situation, but, uh, you know, he was asking me like, who do you know here? Like who let you in? I'm just like the people at the front, obviously. Cause like they, I didn't, I wasn't like, Oh, what are your guys' names? You know, like I didn't really see the need for that because they just let me through. Um, But yeah, he was, you know, he wasn't the nicest guy to put it, put it in kind words, but um, he just basically told me to leave. And, you know, if, if that's, if that's the extent of what happens, then I'm glad because if I had escalated or put my hands on him or been more aggressive with my tone, you know, there's a bunch of people around him that are going to support him. And I could be in a situation where my camera is going to get damaged. I could be in a situation where my health is at risk. So uh, I included it in the video, though, because I feel like he should be called out for, you know, doing that. 
because that's just not the way to act. It's not appropriate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you could have just been like, Hey man, like, can you yeah. dip out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, and even after my camera's off and like, I'm talking to him and I'm clearly not taking any photos, his hand's still just like yeah. manhandling my lens, like yeah. the full, like all five fingers just wrapping around it. And I'm just like, Oh my God, dude, it's, it's, it's cringe. It's like cringe inducing. You're just yeah. like, like you got to have some common sense with this stuff, but yeah, they, they yeah. get pricey, those lenses, dude. Yeah. That, I don't know how much they are, but I know they reach up in like 700 to the thousands. Yeah. Yeah. That lens I bought used, I think it was like 800 bucks or something like that. Damn. But, um, which is a lot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is retail, but, yeah. um, it's definitely like a lot more expensive retail, but, um, yeah. And it's, for me, it's not even the money. It's more so just like, what are you doing? You know, yeah. like, like, obviously if you damage my gear, I'm going to be upset, but I'm not the kind of person who treats my gear like a child, like, oh, I'm going to baby this. And like, I need to keep everything. Cause like I go into mosh pits at parties with my camera. Yeah. It's like, obviously like something could happen, Yeah. but if it's my fault, I'm okay with it. If it's someone else grabbing my lens, I'm going to say, yeah, that's not chill. Yeah. So what are some of your like favorite moments, like on the streets of IV? Ooh, favorite moments. I shared a couple of them earlier from mm-hmm. the fa- favorite photos. Cause those kind of go hand in hand, <laughs> right? Favorite moments, favorite photos. Um, you know, I've, I've enjoyed participating in parties and, and being kind of engaged in it versus what I feel like a, not a typical, but like most photographers, when they go to a party, they're there to do a job and they're there to protect their equipment and to kind of portray the party in a certain way. But when I go to a party, I want to immerse myself in that environment. So I'll go in the, you know, in the middle of the dance pit and excuse me, like dance or like, oh, you know, I, I learned how to shuffle. So I'll go in the middle of the dance pit and just start shuffling or. Yeah. That's like, like your thing now. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like hyping people up because, um, that's like more of like a general favorite thing, but I do that pretty often. And I feel like it's really fun because obviously like, you know, some people do know the page and when they see the camera, it kind of excites them because they want to be seen in their element and they want to be seen like, and remembered in a way that's like very celebratory. So I think just going into the middle of a dance floor and just having a camera and not really caring. Yeah. Just like, you know, taking photos and like jumping up and down, yeah. you know, it's just, it's, it's fun. So. Yeah. Do you ever head out there without your camera just like to, to vibe or you, you really enjoy that aspect of it? Yeah. Um, honestly, like to answer that question, I have to go pretty far back because I've had a pretty mixed relationship or honestly, mostly negative relationship with the party scene in Isla Vista. Um, I didn't touch a single drink of alcohol until I was 20 years old. And even then I was, um, I'm 22 now. So even then I was very reserved with it. And I kind of always felt a bit uncomfortable with the, how do you put it? The, the culture is kind of, uh, centered around this idea of impermanence. Like what happens tonight stays in tonight and we're just out here having fun. And I'm the kind of person that likes to work toward things and likes to make lasting and meaningful connections with people. And I felt as though what was happening at the parties for me wasn't really socially gratifying. Um, so in that sense, I, I didn't really enjoy partying. I didn't really enjoy drinking. I didn't really enjoy engaging in any of that stuff. And the camera became an investigation of why people enjoy this. So, you know, prior to even picking up a camera, I had these questions like, 
why do people go out and, you know, get drunk and hang out with their friends and crowded, you know, like 200 people crowded in like a really small space, just basically body to body, like, you know, all sweaty. And it's, it's pretty unpleasant. You know, if you, if you really look at what's going on, it's not the most fun. Uh, so I was like, why are people doing this? And the camera was a way to investigate it because when you're holding a camera, you're looking at the world kind of in like a very small frame and you're having to decide what to capture. And oftentimes when I go back and look through and edit my photos, I see these sort of common lines that, you know, in the expressions of people in how they're acting and how the photos look. And um, those common lines kind of pointed me towards this idea of everyone just wants to be seen and they want to feel connected with something. And I think that that's what partying is. Um, for a lot of people, it's um, a release. It's a way to uh, hang out with friends. It's a way to be social, to release uh, what's going on during the week. Um, so yeah, I, that, that was, now I enjoy holding the camera because while I don't participate or participate in very much drinking or substance use or partying in a normal sense, I enjoy the investigation and I enjoy taking cool photos. So, yeah. Yeah. and you almost in those instances, instances when you like get there, you're almost like the life of the party. Yeah. Especially now them knowing who you are. Yeah, I think, I think my approach to that is to just kind of know what excites people. Because personally, like I'll be in, at a party situation and if like I'm just having like a normal conversation with someone, like I'll feel a little bit awkward. I'm going to be honest, like I'm not like the the most social person at a party. Um, you know, I used to be the kind of the guy who would stand on the sides. I didn't really particularly like dancing. I was always really nervous. But the camera, I think, has really helped me because it's a way to kind of I have like a gimmick, you know, it's like, oh, he's the guy with the camera, you know, like, uh, well, what, what are you shooting with? You know, what camera is that? It's like, it's sort of easier to to approach a conversation. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is it trippy to you as well? Like how different it is now versus then in the sense that before when you were taking ca uh, pictures, it'd be like, what the hell? Or maybe they would like it, right? Yeah. Do people react differently uh, now versus then? Now that you, you're like Ivy streets, you know? Yeah. Like, you mean like at parties or just in general? Yeah, both. Okay. Yeah. So at parties, I think that's where I have the most positive reactions. And that was even before Ivy streets mm. was really recognized because I think that there's this sort of jovial celebratory nature that occurs in a party environment and you know, as long as people are just celebrating and having fun, there's really nothing to hide. And, you know, they want to, they want to remember that, right. They want to remember hanging out with their friends and, you know, jumping up and down and having a great time. So that those were always pretty well received. Um, I've had a couple instances that were like, Oh, can you remove this photo? Like I'm on this team and I don't want my coach to see mm. that kind of thing. Um, but more so of the negative reactions or just, you know, photo removals have been from the street photography, from the candidates on campus um, of just people like, hey, like, I'm not comfortable with being on a public account. Hey, like, I don't like how I look here. Can you remove it? It's like, for me, I never want anyone to be on the account that doesn't want to be on the account. And I don't want anyone to be on the account that feels uncomfortable with just the whole idea of it. So there's like uh, on my um, highlights, the uh, story highlights on Instagram, there's like a thing that says tag slash remove. And that's basically to say like, 
if anyone's ever featured in a photo and they want to have their photo removed, I will do so immediately. I did something, did that this week where there's a photo and someone didn't want to be in it. And I said, it's gone right away. And, you know, within five minutes, the photo is off. So, uh, it's, I don't want anyone to feel like they're being exposed. Like that's not the idea. The idea is to have them be represented and to have them be seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does staff or like professors ever contact you? Cause you don't just take pictures of students, right? Yeah. Um, I haven't had too many interactions with staff. I, I met, uh, Joe Sabato. He's, uh, very fashionable gentleman. I always see him wearing these like nice suits and uh, great clothing. So I, I encountered him because I've taken his photos a few times before. Um, I've also worked with uh, Samantha Putnam at the uh, UCSB Alumni Affairs uh, office. And I did some photos for the Alumni um, Association, a couple of their events. So, uh, and I've taken photos of other staff members, but yeah, do you get gigs off of this? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've, uh, I'd say it's a really great way to obviously advertise myself. Um, just through what I do, people see what I capture and they see my vision. Um, but yeah, I've worked with the AS Program Board. I've worked with the Alumni Association. I've worked with other campus groups. Um, a lot of it unpaid, some of it paid. Um, whether or not I get paid is sort of up to my uh, discretion, whether I see it as like, oh, this, this organization doesn't have a budget, you know, because I want everyone to be represented regardless of whether they have money or not. Yeah. But I also like need to value my work Yeah, and the amount of time that it takes. So are you, is this like your main like income? Yeah. Yeah. So right now photography is basically what I'm making my money off of. Uh, prior to dropping out of UCLA, I did uh, save a lot of money, did a lot of investing, um, and I'm at a point where I'm pretty financially stable and comfortable to where I don't really need to be going all out on trying to profit off of it, which I think is a blessing mm -hmm. because now I'm, I'm kind of, I've got my eyes on a very, a, a further goal. And if I can avoid having to monetize my photography and sort of treat it in more of a business respect, then that's kind of the direction that I want to go in. Cause I want to go more in the direction of like content creator, mm -hmm. more so like, uh, like social media content creator entertainer versus photographer that also has an Instagram page, if that makes any sense. No. Yeah. Cause even that video, the one that, the going into parties and stuff that yeah. was crazy. Just like how you broke it down, like how it started, like yeah. you asked the question how it goes out throughout yeah. and have uh, showing the rejection, showing the ones you got into. Yeah. So you definitely have a niche for like what people want, uh -huh. you know, without yeah. having it be like, Oh, I'm trying to get people to do like, look at this. It's like, yeah. Oh, like I, I have an idea and I want people to, to see this. Yeah, exactly. So that's super rad. Thanks. Yeah. Is there an end goal? Is, is that the end goal? Yeah. Um, I would really love to do that as a, a career. And um, I'd, I'd say the end goal is to get to a point where Ivy Streets has expanded um, to a point that I start getting reached out to by sponsors. Um, for example, like, hey, you know, I, we, we see that you do fashion photos and college students like this clothing. Can you, you know, hire someone, you know, get a model and have them walk? Like, obviously, like that kind of thing. Or yeah. I don't know, something related to parties, you know, some something that's just relevant to the brand. Yeah. And I hope, I hope that through 
expanding the page and reaching more people, people will begin to see that I have the potential to reach a lot of people, not only in Isla Vista, but just, you know, kind of like younger people, obviously like my main demographic, I think is like 18 to 24. <laughs> uh, but that's a pretty big amount of people. So yeah. yeah. Are you doing all this by yourself? Yeah. Does that get scary? Like once you think about the whole growth aspect of Ivy streets, I, I have times where it is a bit overwhelming, like especially recently because it went from like 9,000 followers or something like that to like 145,000 followers in like, I think less than two weeks which to me, like I was getting paranoid. So it's like, what the heck? Like what, what's going on? And like, I'll just look on my, you know, like Instagram will show you the notifications and it's like, it'll show you who follows you from your reel. And it's like 30,000 people followed you from this reel. And I'm just like, whoa, that's like, I was trying to like contextualize that, like put it in terms of like uh, actual tangible amount of people in front of you. Like Dodger stadium is what, like 65,000 people or something like that. Like, you know, that, that's a that's twice, almost, you know, two and a half times the size of Dodger Stadium. Like, you know, filling that two and a half times is like the number of people who follow my page, which is like really interesting. Yeah, uh, I saw that too. Like, I, I'm really into like UFC and I was looking at some of like my favorite UFC fighters and I was like, damn, like this guy has more followers, like a yeah. bigger following than them. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah, it's it's totally, it's, it's weird. And I've had people, it's funny, like I've had people accuse me of buying followers, which is so, it's, yeah. it's like... It's it's so preposterous to me. I mean, obviously I can see why they would they would think that because of how fast it grew, but for me it's like it would it's not even a question because of how much effort, time and work that I've put into this page. I would never want to risk anything taking it down. And yeah. You know, Instagram enforces that. Yeah. Um so if if you know, you buy followers, there's a very high chance, especially with that amount, for your account to get permanently disabled. Um so I've, I've had that reaction, like a handful of people, like, so like how much did those cost or like, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, like I'll look through like, cause they're like, oh, they're all bots. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to look through and I'm going to, you know, for every like hundred, I'm going to just click one. And they're all just like actual people, you know, like obviously with any page, you're going to get some bots mm -hmm. that follow it just because the way the social media works. Yeah. But, you know, I, I scroll through and it's like, look on their page. Oh, this person posted in 2017 and, you know, they've got like a reasonable amount of followers, like it's it's funny like, yeah it, it is funny because i i find it strange like just looking at your profile i mean it nothing like says like oh like this guy's buying followers like yeah. obviously there was a point where it blew up because yeah. of like that video and you see like it's not like all of your videos have like yeah. millions of it's well, there like was that three one. yeah there was three viral videos all within a week yeah so instagram really liked that yeah because <laughs> instagram likes having people on their app and they yeah. like it when people engage with your content so obviously they're going to push that to yeah. a, a lot of people so if you if you think about it you know i think one of the videos is two and a half million one is three and a half another one's about one million you know add that all up you have what like a little bit over six million people being exposed to it to me it kind of it makes sense that there would be I don't even know what percentage that would be, but not even, you know, not even like 10%. I don't, I don't even know how many, but like a certain percentage of them would want to follow the account, right? Yeah. Um, so if they're interested in it and they want to follow the account, then it makes sense that a reel would, would point them in that direction because that's what the algorithm favors these days is reels. Short yeah, form. Did you start this on Instagram or is it started on a different social media app? Everything's on Instagram right now. I, I I haven't expanded to anything else. Is that something you want to do or you don't really care for it? I, I do. Yeah. Um, I, I'm kind of just trying to get my bearings right now with 
the the pace of content obviously being the sole person responsible for creating all the content on the account it is a lot to manage so i'm trying to keep my growth consistent on instagram but once it gets to a certain point i think i'm going to expand like yeah. tiktok youtube shorts i'm not sure what else but other short form apps um that'll probably be where i head in that direction yeah, and as this grows, do you think you're going to start like hiring people to help you? Or that's like, nah. That's okay. That's a really great question. And I think that's the direction it's heading in. Um, because as the account kind of, as Ivy Streets becomes more of me as a person versus uh, an anonymous uh, photography page, it's going to require like someone to be my camera operator, someone to record me taking pictures. Uh, it's going to require probably someone to manage the account. I think it's to a certain size because I'm answering a lot of messages every day <clears throat> and managing a lot of different things. So I have a little bit of trouble with that though, because I am, I wouldn't consider myself like a control freak, but I have very, very like high standards for how I want things to be done. Yeah. And that's why I think up until this point, I've made it just entirely in my hands because I have a very, very particular image that I want to convey with the brand. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's kind of scary to me to like relinquish that control. Um, but if I find the right people and I have a need for it, it'll definitely happen. Yeah. And are you ever scared of like your safety? Because as you grow as a like brand and a person, like people are like mad weird, you know, they'll, they'll do like, they'll like try to mess with like people, you know, just yeah. to get some of that rub, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'd say I'm like worried about it at times. Um, people seem to really love you. I'm not insinuating yeah. that that would happen, but you know, I was just like curious if like, you're like, Oh, I hope someone doesn't try to like, you know, do yeah. something stupid. Well, you know, I, I've had that thought, right. Yeah. Um, and it's it's obviously in the back of my mind. I've I've had people threaten me at parties before. I've been physically assaulted at parties before. I've had bad things happen to me. You know, people people just get aggressive when they're drunk. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's just like, and it's it's not good behavior, obviously, but it's the reality. Yeah. And the reality is that sometimes, you know, people get aggressive. So what I the compromise that I came to recently was okay. I've got this body camera. I'm going to have it running all the time. So if someone does decide that they want to get feisty and they want to like damage my equipment or attack me, well, here's evidence of this person. And, you know, I would obviously turn that into authorities or whoever needs to see it in order to have this person reprimanded. So I feel a little bit protected by my camera. Obviously, you know, I could still be, I don't, I don't think anyone has the intention of like hurting me, but you know, I think you're really well loved. I was just like thinking, yeah. I'm like, dude, the internet's weird now. Like, there was this guy that I think he like slapped some guy just like for views. Like, he's yeah. like slapping people in public just for views. Like, uh -huh. it's, it's crazy out there. Yeah, there's there's some pretty scummy content out there. I try to <laughs> I try to avoid that. So, yeah, I hope hopefully I'm not that guy. I don't yeah. want to become that guy. So. Nah, heck no, dude. You you're like I, I was like saying that your stuff is like super talent like ridden you know and, and yeah. people like seeing that you know thank you yeah heck yeah um so hannah from lagoonies wanted me to ask you okay have you ever rizzed up uh someone someone via camera yeah or okay. yeah like you you going out there and rizzing someone up so funny story <laughs> uh my current partner sierra we actually met through photography so um we this was before ivy streets was getting really big 
And I was more so doing the long exposure stuff I was telling you earlier. And she is a, a flow artist. So she has like an LED hula hoop and she like spins it around and like it makes cool patterns. It's kind of like rave culture, that kind of thing. And uh, we were doing these long exposure photo shoots with them. And at first we were kind of just hanging out as friends or like more of like a professional collaboration. And, um, you know, later on we started to get to know each other better and, you know, now I'm dating her. So I'd say that while it wasn't rizzing someone up in the, you know, the typical uh, presentation of that where it's like a more of like an immediate like pickup line or something of that nature, the camera definitely, you know, brought us together and now we're, you know, uh, in a great relationship. So I'm happy for that. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then I don't think I've asked this, but I mean, it's, a, it's kind of like an obvious answer, but like why, why the name Ivy streets It's kind of obvious. Right. But like, yeah. how, how does someone come to like such a perfect name? <laughs> um, it just came to me. I got like, and it, it I knew from the moment that I, cause I was obviously, I was thinking like, what should I do for a street photography account? Um, and it, it came to me because of how short and catchy it is. Like I wanted it to only take up like a certain amount of space on the page. And then obviously is it taken, is the username taken already? Um, and it wasn't. So I was like, wow. Cause that's like a nice short username. Normally those short usernames are taken. Yeah. And um, you know, Isla Vista streets started out a lot uh, in the streets of Del Playa and that area. So it kind of just, just made sense to me. Yeah. Nice. And what are some of the challenges you face like doing all this? Challenges. I mean, a lot of times it's finding a balance mm. because I am doing a lot of things and I'm going to a lot of places and interacting with so many, so many people. And sometimes it's hard to say no. Yeah. Um, when someone's like, Hey, like I'm having this fundraiser for like leukemia. Can you please come? I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like that's, it's it's hard for me to find a balance sometimes because I realize that there's so many people that would really benefit from having some visibility or from having their cause have good professional photos taken. But I also need to realize that I'm a person. Yeah. Only one person. Like, yeah, I, I mean, seeing your profile, I was like, oh, I think he does it by himself. But like actually like seeing all the stuff that you do, I'm like, oh my God, he's really doing yeah. it by himself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely out here by myself. Uh, not to say that I, that I don't get advice from people and I don't, um, consult with other people or learn from resources, but I, yeah, I'm the one who takes the pictures and posts them and edits everything. So. So I noticed you have stickers. Are you thinking about doing any other like merch? Oh, yeah. Okay. This has been a question for a while and this was, this came up to me kind of around the time the account was like 2000 followers. So way, way back. And I'm just, I'm trying to think about what I want to do. Cause really the only official like representation through imagery of Ivy streets is the account profile logo. Um, so I have, that's what the stickers are obviously. And that, that to me made it sense. Cause it's the logo stickers. It's like a perfect little circle. But I do want to expand. I'm, I'm thinking of, um, of finding maybe some students, some sort of graphic designers. I, I'm going to put something out pretty soon here because I've had a great response with the stickers. Um, and I'll be giving those out for free, obviously. So it could be different. But I think that growing the account as a brand could be really uh, well represented through cool merch. 
that people want to buy. So, yeah, who who created that logo? It was I can't remember her name. It was like a Fiverr, uh, just like a little fifteen dollar Fiverr thing. I I could find it and and give her uh, give her more credit because it's kind of just like on the page, so it's hard to like give credit because the way Instagram works. But. Yeah, I'm sure you never really. Th- Maybe you didn't think about it at the time, right? Yeah. I mean, it's when the account had like 50 followers. I was like, oh yeah, I'll just, you know, and she did a great job. She did it. It's so simple, but yet so like recognizable. Yeah. I have it on my laptop, by the way. So it's sick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. She, she did an amazing job and, um, I've worked with her since, um, I just, her name is escaping me right now. Um, but yeah, she's done a really great job with the logo, Obviously, if the stuff starts to get sold with it, because I haven't sold anything with yeah. it, I've just strictly been giving stuff out for free. But if I were to sell something, obviously she would get kickback, she would get commission. So, um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not quite at the point where I've really decided what I want to do with that. But open to suggestions. So. Yeah. So yeah. where do you go from from here? Like, obviously, if you want to expand, you're, you're you might have to get like some advice from like someone in business, right? Like how you would do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a great question. I, I think that the way that I typically go about things is that I just keep trying things until it makes sense to me. So like making short videos, like I tried a few different recipes before I came up with something that seemed to stick. Um, so that, that also applies to the business aspect, but I will say I'm really bad at like asking for a lot of money. Um, I, I generally don't charge nearly what other photographers of my skill level will charge. Uh, I'm not the best at negotiation or that kind of thing. And I think that heading in that direction with my own personal education could be greatly beneficial, but that's also something that I would love to outsource. Like if I could get someone to manage me and to just be like, to, to negotiate on my behalf, I would pay for that in an instant because I'm sure I could be making a lot more money than I am, but that's just like not where my, not where my thoughts and intentions are at the moment. Like I said earlier, I've saved up a lot of money, so I'm not really in a position where I need to be making consistent income. Obviously that's only sustainable to a point, but I think like what goes on in my mind is like, I'll get to a point where it's inevitable. Like I get popular enough that I'll have enough visibility to where it shouldn't be a problem for me to make money off of it. Yeah, because there's obviously in town, I pro- I highly doubt there's some photographer with the amount of like following that you have yeah. and, and quality as well. Yeah. So that's also like you have to kind of know your worth, right? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I think I know my worth in terms of artistic merit and in terms of what I do, but putting a price to it has always just been challenging to me. Um, because photography gets pretty expensive. Like, um, you know, a grad photo shoot, you'll see, you know, going like $350 for a single hour, right? Stuff like that. Um, and that's like a, you know, pretty average expected price. So I just, I know that college students generally aren't like the most financially well off. And especially like if I'm doing a UCSB club or I'm doing an organization that, is doing it for a good cause. Like, I just feel kind of scummy being like, all right, give me $400. It's like, really? Like, am I, so I think it, part of what's limiting to me is the clientele and is the kind of people that I'm interacting with in photographing and their financial 
I guess, state in their lives because they're still studying. They don't have their full-time jobs. They don't have, you know, this kind of stuff to really have the money to afford someone at a really high rate. Yeah. And you're from the community. So I'm sure that also like has a place in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up here in Santa Barbara, born in Santa Barbara College Hospital, went to school here, spent my whole life here. Like I've never been anywhere else. So, um, but I've done so many things that it's, you know, I started off with civil engineering and then I changed (laughs) my major to music and then I changed to photography. So I've done a lot of things. And as a result, I've kind of, it's harder to be known as a certain person. And if you're not doing the same thing all the time, if that makes any sense, like, oh, this guy's like a really good civil engineer or he's like a really great musician, but it's like, oh, now he's a photographer. It's like all these things that like I've done, they don't necessarily overlap a whole lot. Yeah, they don't. But yet, like with this, you were really able to like find something and like, you know, execute. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, this is the thing that I, I think has become my passion. Uh, not I think, but I know. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, it is such a, a big part of my life and a big part of, of where I see my future. And it's, it's kind of growing further than I really anticipated, but I came into it. I came into this year particularly because I, I started basically last year uh, during like the beginning of winter quarter. I posted a little bit before that, but not really. Um, winter quarter was kind of like when I really started going into it. And, uh, you know, since then, um, I've kind of been taking it more or less seriously, but haven't really fully invested. But this year, I told myself in the beginning, like, I'm going to give it my all. Like, this is my year to really see how far I can take this. So um, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. It's crazy to even just see, like, the growth in the last few days, you know? Oh, you can take your time, too. I'll, like, cut it. Okay, cool. So what were we talking about? Um, see, we went we went into like the expansion. How mm. I'm going to give everything, give it all my all this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. So, are you going to continue this into 2024? Obviously, you are. But I'm like saying, yeah. like, what are the steps now? Because then, like, school's going to end. Mm-hmm. What do you do during the breaks? Yeah, <laughs> that's a really great question. <laughs> and you know, I found myself this most recent summer and kind of in a funk um, because. I realized that so much of my creative output revolved around uh, UCSB and the culture there. Um, And that mostly just disappears over the summer. I mean, obviously there's some students there, but not really as much. So I'm hoping, like I'm kind of, I'm not thinking that far ahead, right? I'm hoping that I'll get to a point where it just becomes obvious what the next step is. And I think as a content creator, that'll be a little bit easier because I'm already starting with Ivy Streets to expand out of Ivy a little bit. Um, And I want to get to a point where people know me, they know where I've come from, and they know what my ideas are, but they're not going to feel weird if I post something that isn't an IV. They're going to be like, oh, this is the guy who started an IV and now he's doing other stuff, but it's still cool and it's still the same guy. So, yeah. Have you ever thought about like branching out to, let's say, just like a visit to like UCLA or the other UCs or other places that aren't schools? Yeah, I've I've thought about it. I mean, one of my initial ideas when I was first noticing people caring about Ivy Streets was to kind of take it and replicate it somewhere else. But right now it's looking like the, the better thing to do is to expand vertically versus horizontally, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Because 
every college has a kind of different culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and every college is going to receive it a bit differently. And it, it took a lot of time to really have the college warm up to this idea of a street photography party account taking photos of them. So um, right now we're expanding vertically. And if it comes to a point where, you know, I'm, I'm out of content or I'm out of cool stuff in Ala Vista, which I highly doubt anytime soon. But <laughs> if it gets to that point, say during the summer, I'm going to be resourceful. I'm going to find other ways to be an entertainer. I'm going to find other ways to expand my photos, maybe take a break, maybe not. Um, but yeah, I'm not really thinking that far ahead. Yeah. Is there no, there's, are there any themes, themes that you think of, like, let's say nature or let's say Mm. you want to visit a prison and you want to like take pictures of like prisoners, you know, Uh like things like that. Yeah. So I think the brand, like a lot of people like the party content, Mm. A lot of people like the party stuff and the kind of the more like trendy social media content stuff. I mean, obviously it's trendy, but like ideas that I have are, you know, I have this series where I'll go up and like ask people like, hey, can I take a portrait of your dog? That kind of (laughs) thing. Take that same kind of idea. You know, that doesn't have to be at UCSB. Yeah. Or, you know, other just fun ideas that can be done with any person or any party right yeah. like i don't have to be partying in all this so this party is happening all the time during summer yeah and if i'm known as the guy who goes to parties with my camera you know i might not be walking in and instantly like everyone's like oh my god it's obvious streets but i'll still be getting that content and still being able to share it yeah i wonder because like sometimes too much change or too much change in the like way different direction could be like you know very weird and for yeah. people to take in yeah the brand has a particular image that yeah. i want to I want to hover around, right? I obviously want to go out and and try out some different things, but uh, I don't want to go so far away from the image that I've created that people kind of are like, "What? What yeah. is that?" So, yeah, and, and hopefully this doesn't sound weird, but do you think you ever, you'll ever become too big, like an IV, that like that kind of will interfere with you doing your like you know quote unquote like content? Uh, like people being like, oh, like, oh, or is that the whole point of it? Like you want people to come up to you? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have any problems with people knowing who I am and with yeah. people like recording me or talking to me. I, to me, I'm just like a person hanging out and doing cool stuff and like <laughs> taking photos. But I, that doesn't really cross my mind. I think the more popular the page is, the better, uh, just cause it's like funny getting people's reactions. Um, but I don't really like. To answer your question, I don't really know, like, because at this point, the number of followers on the account exceeds the population of Isla Vista. So it's, you know, there's there's bound to be a lot of people in Isla Vista that know about me. But I think at this point, like, me being any larger than what it already is, yeah. isn't going to really, like, <laughs> change anything. Yeah. yeah. And have you ever thought of, like, collabing with people if the time comes, right, with, like, other people in the same like realm, like the Nelk Boys, let's say. Ooh, the Nelk Boys. I don't know about them. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't particularly like some of the stuff that they do um, and their overall vibe. But uh, potentially, I don't know. Like, I would have to really consider what that would mean for the brand um, and what that would mean for the way that it, the direction that is going. Because, like, take someone like the Nelk Boys, who are you know very into partying and kind of pranks yeah pranks and and i don't know how to how to describe it but it's not as like refined of content in the sense that it's like 
what my account is like more like photography based. Theirs is more just like partying and like prank based. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to say like their content is bad, but like, I feel like there's two different <clears throat> directions that the content goes Yeah, and I'd have to consider like, am I going to invest heavily into the party side? And if that's the direction that the account goes, and if that's the direction that most people enjoy, then that's the direction that I'll take it. Because obviously I want it to expand. I want to reach the most people. Uh, and I don't want to like alienate my my main audience, the people who you know like the most like certain kind of content. Say. Yeah. And do you feel like there's a window of, of like opportunity because right now you're 22, right? But let's yeah. say you're 32 being yeah. Ivy streets Would that be weird or you think, nah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's there, there is kind of a, a window of opportunity here. Um, at a certain point, I think that it's hard to say because I still feel like I'm close enough in age to everyone around that I don't feel like too weird partying and being integrated uh, that's another one of those things I just haven't really thought about. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we'll, we'll kind of see where it goes. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, people in a, uh, above college age range are still partying. It's just, Oh older, yeah, dude, older. I'm 24 and I'm barely graduating like yeah. this year. So yeah, it's, I think age when it comes to partying, it's like, it's more so like, what is your, what is your, um, energy? Mm-hmm. What are you bringing to the yeah. scene? Um, versus like, oh, how old are you? I mean, I've had people like think that I'm like 25, like 26. It's I'm the like, mustache. Yeah, that's probably, <laughs> honestly, it's probably what it is. Like I've had people say it like, it's the mustache. I'm like, I like it, you know? Dude, but, it looks super sick. You have it like all complete and stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It took a while. I, I kind of got it on accident because <laughs> I was, I was uh, away from uh, civilization basically for a whole week at a highlining festival in Utah. And then I came back and I just had a beard and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna let this grow out. And then it's like, just shaved off the beard part. And I was like, oh, that doesn't look bad. So. Yeah. <laughs> right on, dude. Mm-hmm. So what do you do other than this? Is like all your time poured into this? Oh, no, not not everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still have a social life. <laughs> uh, I still like to hang out with my friends. I, I'd say like my main hobbies are piano because uh, I've been doing that for a while. Uh, I also like uh, slacklining and highlining. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but is that? Oh, I see. Like I've seen people do at the beach, like with palm trees and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like you take like a thin piece of. uh, It's called webbing. It's just like Mm a a flat, kind of like a flat rope, kind of, and you attach it between two points and you walk across it. So take that and you put it, you know, uh, 150 feet in the air, and you know something like 300 feet long and you walk across it that's wait did you just say 150 feet in the air yeah but you're harnessed in oh, right dude. so like you have you have like it's kind of like rock climbing where you, <laughs> you tie a knot to it and there's yes. like a leash ring around it but yeah it's called highlining yeah uh so that's something that i really enjoy and i have a whole setup for that um is there a such thing as like free soloing it like that oh, yeah. alex handel did yeah no that that happens um it's a little bit less common than climbing, I'd say. I bet, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, just as a sport, uh, highlining and oh, slacklining yeah. are far, far less appreciated than than rock climbing. Yeah. But, I feel like it's super dangerous, dude. I've seen some, like, accidents happen down at the beach. With with slacklining? <laughs> yeah, like, when they when it's, like, not that high off the... Yeah. yeah. Especially when you're first learning, right, and you're not super confident, because... 
uh, you can you can slip and fall and land on your arm or you know, it, it's it's not for people who aren't willing to take some risk let's just put it that way because <laughs> you 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 can fall and you you know you're you're relying a lot on your sense of balance and if you lose that which inevitably happens when you're learning you can fall and hurt yourself but you can learn how to fall the right way that's something that i had to learn so like, yeah are you that's a great question for this. Like, are you more careful now knowing that like you kind of have like a, this responsibility, quote unquote, like of, of Ooh, Ivy streets? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, first off, I haven't been slacklining in the park as much as I used to. I used to go to a little acorn park uh, across from 7-Eleven and I would set up these long, like, I don't know, like 50, 40, 50 meter slack lines you know like 10 feet off the ground and i'd walk across them um and that's how i learned and that's how i got better but uh i haven't done that since and i think i think overall i've just become a more cautious person and it sounds kind of like it's the wrong way around but highlining in my opinion is safer than slack lining in the park high off the ground mm -hmm. because as long as you're following the right safety precautions and you're tied into a harness and you're not falling in what's called the no fall zone. Uh, basically the line has enough slack in it to where if you fall off of it, it just nicely catches you like a little rubber band. So it's, you know, I've had some injuries from it, uh, but I, I enjoyed enough to where I feel like a moderate level of risk is something that I'm willing to do. Yeah. yeah. So what do you do when it rains and you're like doing the Ivy streets thing? Ooh, I mean, it hasn't been raining much, but last last year I took my camera out, just put a water protective case around it. Yeah. Yeah, and then with yourself, you just wear like a poncho or something? Uh, Yeah, I just got like a ski jacket that I like to put on, just a waterproof jacket, waterproof pants, boots, you know, just kind of gear myself up and walk around. I'm looking forward to the rain. Really? Yeah. Are there some good shots? Well, yeah, it's just, you know, we don't get it too often. Mm. So uh, it it adds this unique element to everything around. I mean, obviously in the air, you have these particulates kind of coming down, but also you have puddles around. Like it really just, it changes the aesthetic uh, of everything. Mm. So it's always really interesting to get to photograph something that I walk around almost every day in a different way. Yeah. And the way it like touches the elements, like whether it be on a window, some trees, like something dropping water, like definitely changing in the gloomy sky. Yeah, Crazy. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever right now, like you're on like fire, you know, like you have a fire lit, lit up under you. Do you ever feel unmotivated to do this? <sighs> Let's see. So, so recently that's, that hasn't been too big of a problem because I think I'm, I'm riding that high of, of the, the explosion of those viral videos. Um, but in the past I have had, yeah, I've, like I said earlier, issues with balance mm -hmm. where I'll get burnt out. And I'll just, please, can I just sleep today? Like, can I just stay home and edit today? But I look at my calendar and I have this photo shoot at 10 a.m., this photo shoot at 3 p.m., This, and then I go out and doing the parties at night, right? So, uh, but I've been doing better. Um, I've been feeling more motivated. And I think part of the reason why is because I am being mindful of how much energy it takes to do what I do. And I'm being very, very purposeful about making sure I don't book three photo shoots back to back in the same day when I already have three other photo shoots that I need to edit and turn in that night, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And do you ever get, do any of the houses, uh, on NIV, like ever try to hire you? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
I've been hired by a few different party organizations because um, now you know there's there's a lot more people monetizing parties uh, and and charging uh, tickets to enter. So as a result, there's more money to spend on like photography and that kind of thing. Yeah, and they, and they pay you or this is yeah. like a free thing. Yeah. So the way that I do it, like, say you have a party company and you want me to go take photos for you. Um, I'll, I just kind of bounce around to parties regardless with my camera and do free stuff. But like, say you want me, you're like, you know, what? I really want you at my event and I want you to be here between this time and this time and take photos the whole time. Then you're booking me down and then I'll charge. Yeah. But if it's just like, I'm walking through, I'm at your party for 15 minutes. Like, I'm not going to ask you to charge as long as you don't use my photos and sell them or use them for an advertisement. But if, if someone wants me to be there in like an official capacity, and wants me to like do a collaborative post with them or to give them a, an exclusive album, then I'll charge Yeah, because they're doing it for a profit. I deserve a cut of that pie. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, but if it's just me walking around and benefiting from the, the content that's happening, then I'm not going to charge. Yeah. And I noticed you're kind of also like going into like, um, it's not called the bluffs, like the cliff, the cliff sides, and you're taking a picture of dogs. Like, oh, do yeah, you want to like, do that more often too? Yeah, I, I really like that because mm-hmm. I've been on campus so much that it starts to get a bit mundane, mm-hmm. uh, starts to get a bit repetitive. So I've been trying, I think, with everything that I've been doing to make it more interesting and a bit fresh. So yeah. I'll definitely head more in that direction, I think, doing more events, uh, not just on campus. Yeah, that was such a fun idea. The, the 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 dog thing yeah yeah thanks and you just you said you just got like a new lens right to uh for the dogs yeah I think you mentioned that yesterday when um I met with- oh yeah so <laughs> so I'm, right now I'm running two cameras uh-huh. that's that's what I'm doing so I've I've owned I've, I have two cameras now and I I would typically I would walk around with my 70 to 200 lens which is kind of like a longer range lens and it doesn't really do very well with like portraits of dogs mm. where you want to be closer you kind of want to be on the ground you want to like capture them in like a wider angle lens. So what I've been doing recently is I've been walking around with two cameras. And then if I see a dog, I'm like, okay, like take out this second camera and do the dog thing and then go back to shooting with my typical lens. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Is there anything on your mind that you want to mention? Oh yeah. Uh, One thing that I'm interested in is like having more community engagement with Ivy Streets in the sense that like, if someone has an idea for a video, like, hey, like, I think this would be really cool if you do this, it's gonna involve like the community. What if we did this? Like, I would love those kinds of suggestions. I've had a couple of people reach out to me with those kinds of things and I'm like, oh yeah, let's do it. So uh, yeah, if you ever have an idea for something cool that could be done with the account, uh, just let me know. Cause I, I love cool ideas and I love doing unique stuff. So that's yeah. another idea. Yeah, we- even you doing the podcast, I was like, oh, I was like, Cause I saw like who you were and I'm like, Oh, I hope I'm able to get this person. You were like super into it. I'm pretty open. I'm pretty approachable. I'd say, and I'm an open book. Like you could ask me pretty much any question and I wouldn't say no. Um, you know, I, I, I don't have anything really to hide. I, I feel like I have a responsibility almost to be open with my intentions because I'm opening the community up. Right. So it's not like, it'd be weird if I was like, I'm just going to take these photos and I don't exist. Like I just hide behind the camera and I'm this mysterious force. No, obviously I need to, I have a certain voice and that's conveyed through my photos obviously as well. So it's like, I, I don't, 
I don't want to seem like I'm not approachable. I don't want to seem like I'm this like big figure. I'm just a member of the community like anyone else. And I just happen to take photos. Like it's, it's, it doesn't have to be this big deal. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Has UCSB as an institution recognize you? Like, do they know that you do what you do? Uh, yeah, they know. Uh, I mean, they've hired me for things. Oh yeah, and I I think that the account is like large and relevant enough to the to the extent that people would know about it. Yeah, uh, like faculty and you know maybe the chancellor. I don't know. I've taken photos of the chancellor before, oh. like at events and stuff. Yeah. So I think he, I think he knows. Uh, I don't I don't really know, but I've never had. Oh, I I have had uh, UCSB like the official UCSB Instagram reach out to me and repost some of my photos. So. Oh rad. That means that they see me. You know? Yeah. They, I mean, you're not in your videos. There's nothing wrong that you're doing. So yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, UCSB probably doesn't want to be completely associated with parties. Right. So that's the, I think that's the, probably one of the reasons why they're not really fully engaging with the account is because they want to be seen as a little bit more of an academic institution, which I totally respect. But I also respect that UCSB does have a reputation for being a party school and it is a party school. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to represent that through my photos. I'm not just going to yeah. like pretend like it doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Which again, like your name perfectly represents that. Like Ivy Streets. Like it's yeah. not like a UCSB. <laughs> Street. yeah, yeah. Streets of UCSB. Yeah. No, it just doesn't have the same ring to it. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Is there anything else you want to mention before uh, we wrap it up or um, anything that I haven't asked? That yeah. I mean, no, nothing that, that you haven't asked, but I just want to say thank you to Isla Vista as a community. Isla Vista and UCSB, uh, I am incredibly grateful to have been accepted, especially given the fact that I'm not currently a student uh, and I'm not really integrated into that part of the campus. Um, at first, I kind of felt like an imposter. I felt like I wasn't welcome. Um, and that was all in my head, obviously. Um, but I just want to thank everyone who's listening for supporting me and for uh, joining behind the vision of Isla Vista, uh, Ivy Streets, because without the collective support of everyone who's accepted me into the community and has allowed me to really show the diversity and the amazing, talented, you know, uh, fashionable people that are around, like you know, the, the page wouldn't have gone anywhere. So it really required that. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. And I hope to continue to represent Isla Vista in a very fun and celebratory way and hopefully make everyone proud with how big the page can get. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's one thing I want to put out there for sure. Awesome. That was so beautiful. But beautifully you. put, bro. Awesome. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, but I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Hell yeah.